Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi and welcome. I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Do you want to be more organized, productive and successful in your business? In today's episode of Talking Trading, we look at time management and productivity skills. Our special guest today is business coach Mr. Mark Creedon from Red Monkey Coaching. And Mark walks us through how to be more organized, productive and motivated so you are literally not monkeying around with your time. Time management is something I love talking about because we are so busy and it's something that Louise Bedford is particularly good at and she shares some of her time management principles in MindPower on the importance of organizing your calendar. Let's start with it now. I want to talk to you about the power of scheduling. You see, your calendar tells me what you value in life. If you're not scheduling your priorities into your calendar, you are limiting yourself and you are stopping yourself from moving through to the next level, to the higher level, to your calling, to the things that you value most in life, the thing that draws you on, that you have an emotional connection to. What are you doing for your family, your spirit, your trading? If you can't point to it in your calendar, if you can't prove to me that you have scheduled time to develop the things that are most important to your heart, you are not making these a priority. If you can point to it and show me in a schedule what you are doing, then you are going to achieve those micro goals. Start with a huge dream, find something that you value, something that stirs you, but then break it down into tiny, tiny, tiny steps and put those into your calendar. Your calendar is your accountability buddy and without an effective calendar routine, you will never live the life that you deserve. Put it into your calendar and you'll be one step closer towards living the trader's life. We're about to open the doors for our very next six-month repeat-for-free mentor program where you'll learn how to trade every instrument over every time frame. I'm Louise Bedford. Once you're part of our mentor program, Chris Tate and I will continue to work with you for free until you reach your own personal trading goals. To be a part of it all though, you'll need to register for free for priority notification or you'll just miss out. And imagine being able to trade your way to freedom, safe in the knowledge that you've got our support every step of the way. 
go to tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority and register right now so you can be a part of it all. That page again, tradinggame.com.au slash priority. Mark Creedon from Red Monkey Coaching. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hey, Caroline. Thanks for having us. Mark, I'm absolutely in the mood to talk to your life coaching skills. Let's get underway with Be a Finisher. What do you have to say yeah, about this? Good topic. So one of the issues that I often see, in particularly in business, Caroline, is that people can start up with great ideas. And um, you know, everybody wakes up in the morning and says, I, I want to have an amazingly successful business. I want to you know, have an amazingly su- successful life. There's lots of things I want to achieve. But what they don't do is then take through the next steps of fortunes in the follow through. So they don't take the next steps to actually implement it. Or if they do, they implement a part of it, but they don't actually get to the point where they finish it off. So lots of good starters out there. The trick is to actually be a finisher. I'm just writing something down. The fortune is in the follow through. Yep. They're golden yep, words. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So if I if I talk about business for a minute, um, in fact, I, I did a presentation last night to a small group at a function here in Brisbane. And the question was asked of me was, what was the most common thing that I saw that held business owners back um, and my answer is two things it's it's planning you know it's the old adage you know fail to plan is a plan to fail but the other thing is implementation so people got these great ideas and they and they want to make it happen and it really resonated I, I spoke one-on-one with a number of people afterwards and they said to me oh, I'm like you're so right it's I've got these ideas yet some of them have really good plans in place but what they don't do is take the steps to actually implement it so, yep, absolutely, fortune's in the follow-through. So when you're taking steps, are they small steps, big steps? I'm a big fan of chunking it down. So what what, what we do in the coaching work that we do is um, take somebody's ideas, uh, turn an idea into a plan, a plan into a strategy, a strategy into an action step. So it's a four-step process. And those action steps are then broken down into into weekly steps. So, for example, the people we work with on our mastermind program, um, we have a, a thing that we call Post-It Monday. And every Monday, uh, we ask them to either grab a Post-It note and just jot down the three to five things they want to achieve that week or put in an email or carve it in stone or send me a smoke <laughs> signal, however they want to do it. But make a note of the three to five things that they want to get done that week. So that's Post-It Monday. What's up Wednesday is when we just check in on them, say, hey, you're traveling, and then finish it Friday is when we really push on and get these things finished. So, yeah, chunk it down, small steps. If you had a couple of things that you wanted to achieve in your life and you decided to take one step toward it, just one step a week, then at the end of the year you've taken 52 steps. You're so much closer. Yeah, you make it easy when you say it like that. Yeah. Look, I again, I was sharing a story the other day with some clients in New Zealand and um, I've got a good mate. I, I rang him one morning and he's got his own business and he said, oh, I'm really pumped up. I've got a, a million things to do. I've got like 45 things on my to-do list. And because I coach for a living, I'm sort of thinking to myself, yeah, that's not going to happen. You're not going to get 45 things done in a day. Uh, but, um, you know, he, I was there as a mate, not as a coach, so I didn't say anything. Rang him back that afternoon. I said, mate, how did you go with all those things you wanted to do? He went, um, yeah, got to about number two and then I watched a movie. So it, it just becomes overwhelmed. When you've got too much on, you become overwhelmed, and so that's when you need to chunk it down, nice bite-sized pieces, and then you know you'll, you'll tick through them and, and get them done. Red Monkey, why does cash flow follow your calendar? 
Yeah, cool. That's a really uh, good question. And it's really about time management. So, like, you know, Caroline, I'm sure you've seen lots of time management programs and we've all done Stephen Covey's time management matrix and it's it's fantastic. I'm certainly not being critical of that remotely. But the thing we have to understand about time is that time is actually not about time. It's about priorities. And, um, and what you need to do, the easiest way to get on top of time management is to put your time into dollar terms. So if you put your time into dollar terms and actually realize the true value of your time, you'll find then that you spend the most important time on the most fund or money sensitive tasks. If you do that, then you lock those things into your calendar. They're the big things, the big things that are actually going to make you money. If you lock those into into your calendar in advance, that's how your calendar will actually direct your cash flow. If you've got the big money-making tasks in your calendar, that's going to help you with your cash flow. What a lot of people do uh, is they tend to focus on either the things they love to do, the fun things, the easy things. You know, we, I've got this big long list. Oh, let me try and find something I can knock over really quickly. <laughs> By the way, uh, and I'm sure we get to chat about this, I'm okay with that sometimes because a quick win is actually psychologically really beneficial. But generally speaking, if we focus on the things that are actually going to make us money and we lock those into our calendar in advance, then we're going to be in the position where we're doing the right things to generate the cash flow. Cash flow will therefore follow the calendar. And they're the priorities. Yeah, 100%. So uh, again, in our mastermind program, we've got this little uh, three-sheet program that we use, which is which is basically the rock, pebble, sand. And I think it's an old story. It goes back goes back to a university professor that stood in front of his class and he said he's had a, had a big mayonnaise jar and he filled the mayonnaise jar with sand first or he put the sand, put sand in first, then he put pebbles in and then there was very little room for the rocks at the end. And he said, this is about how you prioritise the big things and in terms of the money making, the things that are going to make you money to give you the time, the freedom to be able to do the other things you want to do. So they are the pebbles in the sand. Money's the rocks, the other things are the pebble and the sand. It's about the order that you put things in. So if you throw the rocks into the jar first, the jar comes up halfway, you then throw the pebbles in, shake the jar, and all the pebbles fit down into all the crevices between the rocks, and then finally the sand sort of filters away in between the, 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 the gaps between the pebbles and the rocks. So it's about prioritising it, work out the big things, and money things are the rocks, throw them in your calendar first. And I think the order changes the value you put on yourself and your time. Well, that's the great advantage of a time management, and I don't refer to it as time management. For me, it's about priority management, but again, I'm sure we'll chat about that. But but for me, it's it's understanding that time is money, and time is money for all of us. So if I, if I don't value my time, then nobody else will ever value my time either. Yeah. Quite a nice psychological shift here, Mark. Well, it's you know it's one of the things, one of the most insulting things you can say to me is, "Hey, um, can I can I uh, just um, you know grab some time? Can I steal some time from you?" And I go, "Well, no, you can't, because that's like stealing money from me. So you can't steal my time. I'm happy to give people my time uh, in limited bursts, but otherwise, my time is money. So if you want my time, you have to pay for it." Let's talk about getting the right people on board. What do you have to say about this? Yeah. So there's a couple of things that, that, that mistakes that we make. So if we're talking about being in business, we're talking about having a team. Um, one of the greatest mistakes I see people, people make in recruitment, and I'm not a HR consultant, um, but one of the biggest mistakes I see that people make is they hire somebody who is like them. 
So I've sat with CEOs and they've gone, oh, I've got this great new executive coming on board. Um, I want you to meet them. You'll really like them. I really like them. They really like me. And I've had to go, yeah, actually, you don't want someone who's like you. What you want is someone who can cover your strengths and weaknesses. You want someone who's, whose strengths are your weaknesses and potentially your strengths are their weaknesses. So that's the first thing when you're looking at bringing somebody on board is understanding that it's sure you've got to work with them and sure you've got to like them, but you don't want someone like you. People yeah. often look for a mini-me. You want someone whose genius lies in other areas from yours. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's the, here's the really challenging thing, and and, um, and this is a super challenging thing, and that is what you really want is someone who's smarter than you. So the, the businesses that we work with in, in our mastermind group, I'm always saying no matter the size of the business, and they range dramatically, you want someone who's smarter than you in certain areas. So I know, for example, oh God, Caroline, I'm a terrible finisher. I am a terrible finisher. I know the fortunes and the follow-through. We just had that conversation. But personally, I'm a terrible finisher. So I have people around me who are great finishers. So I know that I can get in, I can start a project, I can get it to a certain point, and then I can very comfortably hand it over because I've got those people around me. So I've employed people who actually aren't like me, who actually have complementing skills. Now, that's if you've got staff, if you like, or team. But the other thing about getting the right people on board is about having people around you. So if you're, if you're uh, we're talking about, whether we're talking about business, whether we're talking about trading, really whatever we're doing, it's about being part of a team. There's an old saying that um, alone you can go faster, together you can go further. Mm-hmm. So the more people you have around you in your team, they can actually help take you much further on the journey than you, than you can do on your own. And that's also another really good example where if you're the smartest person in your team, then you're probably on the wrong team. Mr. Red Monkey, business planning, managing time, not time managing you. Yeah. See, this is where time management's a bit of a misnomer because the reality is you and I both only have 24 hours in a day. All of your listeners have 24 hours in a day. So how do you – you can't actually manage time. What you can do is you can manage priorities. And as soon as you realize that it's about managing priorities – then your whole thinking about time management changes. So we spoke before about the concept of cash flow following the calendar. And the idea is that you can lock in the really big things into your time management plan into your calendar. What I'm talking about here, you you know, do you have a to-do list? I do. My life falls apart when I don't do it, to be honest. So here's an interesting thing. Here's what most people do. Most people have a to-do list. Most people sit down either the beginning of the week or the beginning of the day. Most times, beginning of the week, they sit down, they make this big, long to-do list of all the things they're going to do, and then they go through it and they, they tick it off. Now, i got a question for you. Here's the interviewee asking the interviewer. Do you, do you, have you ever written something on your to-do, to-do list just so you can cross it off? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, just look, about we, to complete the task and I'll write it down. Yeah, because I figure yeah. it gets me started. Correct. So we're human. So that's just tapping into, into, <laughs> into psychology of the fact that I feel like I am following through on something. And I've done it as well, Caroline. So I've had a to-do list and I've gone, oh, I'm just about to do this or I've just finished it. I'll quickly write it down and that way I can put a line through it. And I feel really good about myself. little pat on the back. The, the, the thing about to-do lists, so most people make a to-do list, then they go through the list, they tick things off as they go, maybe they write a couple of extra things on there so they can tick them off, and then at the end of the day or the end of the week, there's a bunch of things they actually haven't got to. And the risk you run is often those things that you haven't got to are the things that you really should have. They're the priority things. So in other words, we've done one of two things. Either we've targeted some things that are either quick wins, 
that easy to do or that we like doing, or alternatively, something else has come along and has made its way into our list, which is somebody else's priority, not ours. So now we have things particles. that we. That's right. No, that's right. So so we end up with things that we don't that we then don't get done. So when I'm talking about managing time, not letting time manage you, there's a very simple trick, and that is take your to-do list and then take everything that's on that to-do list and allocate a specific time for it in your calendar. Because if you've actually got it allocated in your calendar a week in advance, now you can pick your to-do list up and throw it away, or if you want, you can just actually cross everything off because you've actually allocated the time for it. And it means that, so for example, if you you said to me um, that, you and I had a conversation we had to do Wednesday, sometime this week, and we put it in for Wednesday at 12 o'clock. If something else came up, you wouldn't be able to do that something else Wednesday at 12 o'clock because that's the appointment that you've got with me. So you make these appointments with yourself to do these things. And what happens then when something comes up, somebody gives you a phone call or an email or whatever, and we'll talk about phone calls and emails if we can, um, what you do is you simply allocate the time that's left for those additional tasks. It's a really cool little trick, um, and I encourage people to try it. It really works. That's a super cool little trick. Very quite militaristic. Yeah, it, it is really effective. So it's really very simply take your to-do list, work out the things that you want to do, and allocate time in advance. And what will happen is you'll then look at your calendar. So if I then ring you and Caroline said, oh, listen, can you give me some time to do something? Instead of going, oh, yeah, sure, Mark, we'll do it now, and which is great, we do it now. And then the whole time you're sort of thinking, oh, I've just got to get this stuff done. You get to the end of the day, you work the weekends or you work till 10 o'clock at night. Instead, you say to me, yep, sure, Mark, we can do that. Listen, I have a spot available next Thursday at 9 o'clock. And the reality is unless we are heart surgeons um, or emergency trauma surgeons, um, there's probably nothing there that can't wait till Thursday at 9 o'clock. Now, can I just jump in to the, the last two points about that, which is about um, the biggest interrupters to our time? And they are phone and email. And that's where we've got to control those two beasts and not let those beasts control us. So I did a presentation in Fiji recently, and I actually asked the audience how many times do they check their emails in a day. Somebody said about 50 times a day Mm. they check their emails. If you took all of that time, even if you said it only takes you, say, 30 seconds to check it, 30 seconds to go through it, a minute or two to work out what you need to deal with, and you took that across 50 times, we've actually got about two hours in the day that that person was actually checking their emails. I gave him back 10 hours a week, which is he actually got a whole day back by simply saying, I'm going to check my emails in the morning, at lunch, and in the afternoon. And more focused time, less distracted. Well, that's a really good point because I find that when I check my emails constantly and I respond to things quickly on the go... When I check them at those dedicated times, I actually, I think I produce better responses to the emails firstly, but secondly, I get through them much quicker because I allocate a set time to do them and I just, you know, push through those emails. And the same thing with the phone. Um, I always say that if you are on a plane, you can't use your phone. So people can't get you for an hour or two or whatever it might be. Um, So if I've got things that I really want to get done, like this conversation with you, I just turn my phone on airplane mode. And you know what, it's really amazing, but people actually leave messages or ring back. It's still there, and I can still deal with it. And sometimes returning phone calls in a block is actually much quicker because I can jump on the phone and say to you, um, hey, returning your call, I've only got about five minutes. Can we push through? So that's how you get 
in control of time and not let time control you. And people and riffraff. Well, that's right. And look, as Caroline in, it's, it's the riffraff. They'll, they'll get you every time. But, you know, people ring you and, and because it's, it's they ring you and want something from you because it's their priority. Hey, I'll give you a really good example. Have you ever had a friend say to you, um, hey, I'll call you on the weekend and then they don't call you on the weekend? Yes. And then on Monday or Tuesday they go, oh, listen, I'm sorry, I ran out of time. Yes. The reality is that's rubbish. They didn't run out of time. You just weren't a priority because they had time to do all the other things that they did on the weekend. They just didn't have time to ring you. Let's go to business planning made simple. So in, t- in terms of time management, we talk about, or, or in following through, we talk about chunking things down. So the, the way that, that I work with business planning, um, all of our clients on our mastermind program, we do a one-page business plan. Honestly, unless you're going to the bank for money or unless you're going to you know, a funder of some sort, um, an angel fund or a board or something like that, anything more than a one-page business plan is too much. Now, I've, I've been in companies that we've consulted with and they pull out business plans that are three or four volumes thick. Really, they've paid some consultant an absolute fortune to produce them and nobody's really read them or followed them since then. So we have a very simple one-page business plan, and it's made up of four quadrants. And those four quadrants are very much based on – they came out of a conversation I had with my brother-in-law, who's a pilot. And we were talking about um, bringing planes into, into land. And so we start at the top, at the first quadrant, which is the planes at 30,000 feet. It's the big picture stuff. We're going to look around. What does it look like? You know, we have a general idea of the destination. What's it going to look like when we get there? So it's kind of a maybe 12 months to three-year plan, really, really big picture stuff. Then we get down to about 15,000 feet in the plane. Now at that stage, pilots are starting to think about, all right, I need to be a little bit more specific about what runway am I going to land on? Are my coordinates right to get me to that point? What's the approach I'm going to take? So now we've got, say, maybe 12 months and we go, all right, what are the specific things that I really, goals that I want to achieve in, the, in that 12 months, which is going to lead into my big picture plan? Then we get down to around about 10,000 feet. At 10,000 feet, we've now got projects, and I call those 90-day projects. Now we're getting really specific. You know, we've got to start thinking about dropping the wheels down, all the things that we need to do. Then finally, in the fourth quadrant, it's the action steps. What am I actually going to do? So that's when we hit the runway. And, of course, when we hit the runway, that's when it is all action steps. You know, the reverse thrusters are on. You know, all, all of the safety mechanisms are in place. Things that need to be shut down are being shut down. So in terms of business, start uh, number one quadrant is the big picture stuff number two is okay what are my 12 month goals that will get me to that big picture number three is some 90 day projects really specific 90 day projects and then the final quadrant is what are the things i'm going to do this week that lead me into achieving those projects in 90 days that's a one-page business plan can't get any simpler but it really is all you need in most businesses and it's not boring like the tomes in the cupboard. Yeah, great. It's it's kind of good fun. And, and, and you know, that's why we have uh, the concept of, of Post-It Monday. So if we talk about that fourth quadrant, every Monday, you knock out three to five things you want to get done that week that are actually going to work. So if you've got, say, say in your 90-day projects, maybe you've got 10 projects, uh, and all you need to do is go, well, I'm going to do uh, one thing, just one thing in each of those projects this week. So I've got a few tasks I want to get done this week that will actually lead me to those projects and if I get those done across the next 12 weeks get 
guess what? At the end of that 90-day plan, um, those projects are all completed and I can start to uh, do another 90-day plan, which leads me to my 12 months, which finally takes me to my big picture in three years' time. Mr. Red Monkey, Mark Creedon, thank you very much for your time. Fantastic. Thanks for talking to you. To find out more about Mark, go to redmonkeycoaching.com where he's offering a free power chat to dive deep and fast into your business to determine where you want to grow. Go to the contact page at redmonkeycoaching.com. And that is all we have on today's show, guys. Stay tuned next week for trading psychologist Mandy Rasanjani for a fantastic interview. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a really good week in the markets. We'll see you next show. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.